Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. One of the many reasons we love RVTV is just the annual reminder of how awesome the people of Iowa are. We go all around the state, we do it every year, and we're, gosh, we're just always just pleasantly surprised and sometimes even taken aback with just how spirited people are, but never inappropriate or disrespectful. I mean, as we go from town to town, we're live over and over and over again, yet we, we don't ever experience any you know, photo bombing or over the top attempts to be on camera. It's just people appreciating the Cyhawk rivalry, RVTV, the live television that we do. Uh, we started in Greenfield this year, amazing place. We bowled live on the 10 o'clock news. That was fun. Then we went over to Carroll, the home of the Iowa Nice guy, Scott Sipker. He, he showed us around his town. That was so much fun. And we went from Carroll to Humboldt. The streets were just lined with people in humble, all of them making for good television, doing things the way we had hoped. Dallas Clark stopped by. What a great guy he is. And now he owns a winery. Who would have ever thought that? From Humboldt, we got up in an airplane. We're in an airplane. Ed Wilson and I in an airplane, all eyes on us because when you're when you're flying somewhere, people can't, I guess, take their eyes off you because you're landing in a small plane. It was only a 15-minute flight, but still, uh, you know, we felt like rock stars for one day and and that was, gosh, that was really cool. And then it was on to Ames and those great Ames high school kids had so much fun with them. We will never forget this year's RVTV and especially the- Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Welcome to Cyhawk Sound Off Post RV TV. If that video didn't make total sense to you, then you haven't seen the video bomber yet. Uh, most it's gone people viral. Have, yeah, a couple hundred thousand people have viewed it. It's at uh, on whotv.com or my Facebook page, and the new one will be there as well. But that's not what we're talking about tonight. It is the game. The game has been decided. Bragging rights Huge are done. Huge game yesterday. Yeah, finally. We finally got there after RVTV. It feels like it takes forever for us to get to Saturday. It sure does, and it's finally here, and it's the hot topic. It's a Hawkeye State. Iowa wins the Cyhawk Showdown 31-17. The Hawkeyes take the Cyhawk Trophy and bragging rights back to Iowa City. What is your takeaway from the big game? 2A2, 90-10, Randy Schumacher taking your phone calls tonight. Sound off. Now. Cyhawk Rivalry Week is awesome and awful, but mostly awesome. For every lovely lifetime Hawkeye fan like 91-year-old Loretta or Cyclone fan like the charming Jerry Porter, we run into someone with an actual tattoo of a Cyclone Stabbing a Hawkeye through the heart or presidential candidate gravy training support at Jack Truce Stadium 
Mostly, it's fun, friendly, and fantastic. And there are no RV TV street parties without a football game. And I thought this was one of the more entertaining games in the Cyhawk series, above average anyway. 20 years ago, it would be hard to imagine Jack Trice Stadium with the look and energy it has now. It's the most improved part of the Cyhawk rivalry, though the Pewter family wants a recount. The Cyclones looked sharp in the first half. Sam Richardson outplayed C.J. Beathard early. The ISU defense flew to the football and made plays. Second half, different story. Richardson struggled. ISU couldn't run or stop the run. And C.J. Beathard emerged as the star in the making Hawkeye fans hoped. Beathard and the Hawks dominated when it counted most. They finished with 21 unanswered, po unanswered points. Iowa simply looked like the better team. Now, both head coaches needed the rivalry win for the approval ratings bump that comes with it. But Ference would face more backlash from losing, but he didn't lose. He and the Hawkeyes took the focus group selected Cyhawk trophy back to Iowa City. Iowa's first trophy game win since 2013. Not everyone is hopped back on the Hawkeye Express, but nothing cures like winning. Ference has never made it through non-conference undefeated. This year, he will. A night game at re-energized Kinnick Stadium should provide the backdrop for a 3-0 start with North Texas next. Keith, I think Iowa showed they are a better team than last year. Let's start with the defense. The Hawks held Iowa State scoreless in the second half. The linebackers made plays. There was pressure on Sam Richardson, and the defensive backs held an explosive receiving core in check. On offense, we knew Iowa was going to run. Jordan Kanziri and LaShun Daniels are a solid one-two punch, an upgrade over Mark Weissman. But it all boils down to C.J. Beathard. Just think of the plays he made. The two touchdown passes, strikes to the only spots his receiver could catch it. The two long runs. The third and 21 bomb to Matt Vandenberg. Beathard is a playmaker and the key for Iowa. It's only two games, so still too early to hit the panic button for Iowa State. But there is cause for concern, and it starts on offense. The Cyclones rushed for only 77 yards against UNI, just 66 against Iowa. I think Iowa State is trying to force something that just isn't there. I understand all coaches would love to be, to be balanced, 50-50, run pass. But that's not happening. The Cyclones need to be 75-25 in favor of the passing game. Spread the field, five wide, Bundridge, Lazard, Montgomery, Daly, Wesley. Let your best playmakers make plays. It's not what Paul Rhodes wants to do, but let's be honest. What do they have to lose? And go for it on fourth and one when you're approaching At midfield. midfield. Yeah, yeah. That, you need to do that. Yeah, keep that drive going. Coming up, the Iowa Wild will have a reveal and we'll do the revealing. That's uh, later in the show, so stick around for that. But right now, phone calls and Southside Zach is up first. Southside Zach, what did you think of the Hawkeye win? You know what? Um, let's not give it to the coaching. Let's give it to the um, fumble. And I mean, two minutes left, we fumble. I, I think it was seven minutes left, we fumble. And then we come back and win by two touchdowns. Oh, Garden Grove. Anyway, Murph Law. Really weak tonight, dude. But anyways, um, I just want to send a shout-out right this moment. My brother got married this weekend. 
All right. Uh, that's no, no, no shout outs. Right. You can't uh, call insult the host and then get a shout out. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. Can't do that. Paul is in Grimes. Paul, what did you think of the Cyhawk game? Hey, Marissa, it was a great game. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just sitting on the throne and I'm taking a Sammy Richardson. How about that, buddy? Oh man, Paul and Grimes, you sound familiar. Trevor in Ankeny, what did you think of the Cyhawk game? Live up to your expectations, Trevor. Trevor, Trevor's on delay. Trevor, are you there? Trevor. All right, Trevor, we're Trevor. giving up on you. We're going Trevor. to lookalikes. More live phone calls coming up here on SoundOff. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Send them to SoundOff at WHOTV.com. <laughs> Old Spice judges, Vinny in Dakota City, says Iowa quarterback C.J. Beathard looks like grown-up actor Macaulay Culkin. Um, mm. What do you think, Old Spice? Yeah, I, I, okay. I guess so. Is Macaulay Culkin, is Macaulay Culkin still an actor? Is that I, is he still labeled as an actor? He quarterbacks the Hawkeyes, apparently. No, I have. I don't think I've seen him as an adult. I'm still looking at him. I'm still picturing the kid from Home Alone. Yeah. What was that, 25 years ago? Brandy in Webster City says Tim Dwight on RVTV looks like Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, Man. That's pretty good right there. That's not the bad. The shades and everything. That's not bad either. Woo. Whether it's two of three or four of five, it's numbers and the way we all spin them that's bugging Andy. Next. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Mark writes, hats off to Iowa. Did not see that coming. Vegas. This is from Mark. Vegas just got $50 from me. Oh, there he is. He's, uh, he's yeah, writing right now Iowa. as we speak. Did not see that coming. Vegas just it's got live. $50. He's live There's right your right $50. Donald writes, Iowa did something they never do. Make halftime adjustments that made sense. Complete domination in the second half minus the turnover. Matt writes, Iowa fumbled within the 10-yard line and Cayboy empty on the 2-yard line as time ran out in the first half due to terrible play calling. It could have been a 28-point beating. The better team won. It's time for What's Bugging Andy. He's been doing this segment for more than a decade. Or is it 12 of 19 years? Or is it more than half of, of SoundOff's history? Never mind, just roll it. Let me begin by coming clean. I'm recording this segment on Friday, September 11th, before the Cyhawk game has been played. That's advantageous because as of right now, the Hawkeyes and Cyclones are even by the numbers. They've each won seven Cyhawk games this century. But the thing is, only someone with no rooting interest, someone like me, would say it that way. No Cyclone or Hawkeye fan worth their drawer full of forgotten koozies would use this seven wins apiece sample when discussing the way the rivalry has gone lately. Fans use numbers the same way that politicians do, the same way that TV stations do, to make themselves look as good as possible. It's one of those things that we know is really silly, but we gladly do it anyway. For example, Cyclone fans won't tell you that Iowa State is 7-7 seven and seven in the Cyhawk game this century. As of now, they've won three of four. If they won this weekend, they're now saying four of five. If they lost, then the Iowa fans are the ones using the numbers. They're saying they've won two of the last three. 
See, I thought numbers were supposed to be one of the few uncorruptible things in life that isn't up for debate. You know, numbers, gravity, everybody loves balloons, but that's hardly the case. No matter what happens this weekend, Kirk Ferentz still has a losing record against Iowa State. You'd think that would end the discussion, but then again, you know it won't. Hawkeye fans will point to things like margin of victory or the fact that no Iowa team that ever finished the season ranked has ever lost to Iowa State. And they'll be feeling good about that until someone brings up 2002. 2002. Ooh. The most cursed number in the history of the Cyhawk rivalry to Iowa fans. The year, the game, the one exception. The one that Hawkeye fans can't ever seem to put behind them. At least until they get mad enough to really drop the gloves and whip out 15 and 0. The death blow. Ooh, <laughs> the kick right between the slacks. The streak of Iowa wins from 1983 to 1997, in which the Cyhawk game looked like Reagan versus Mondale. But that was then. This is now. We had a game this weekend, and even though there was a final score, it won't be the final word. Because who needs words when you've got numbers? I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Andy, thanks. The Iowa Wild unveils a new look later, but first, who's in your five oh. RVTV edition? Watch out. And just to be clear, I said Kinnick would be rocking Saturday night, then North Texas. Implication being Saturday night rocking is against, against Pitt. Pitt, but yeah. I could have been more clear on that. But uh, thank you to all who are trying to make sure I know the game is against Pitt. I do know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Iowa Hawkeye writes, Cyclone fans can take away at least one positive after losing to Iowa. It's officially basketball season for them. Ooh. Justin says, Iowa didn't look great in first. Too many blown plays and costly penalties, but second half was dominant. CJ is becoming a star. Thunderhawk writes, Iowa has a game changer at QB. That makes anything possible. Hashtag thanks, Michigan. <laughs> Adam tweets, I've had enough. Fire Paul Rhodes and send Mangino with him. We've had anemic offenses and worn down defenses for four years. Who's in your five memorable RVTV moments this year? Uh, so, so here we go. Let's start with number five. It is the humble high selfie. Somewhere down there is Ed Wilson's big head. Big head. With a Ed. There, stick. I think I just saw it there go by. Number four, the flight from Webster City to Humboldt with uh, Jill, the pilot. I don't like small planes, especially that close to Clear Lake. But Jill uh, made it a smooth flight, and it was a fun way to travel. And it was only 20 minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, cut, cut off 25 minutes from that drive. <laughs> uh, number three, my eyes melting during the Webster City campfire. I should have known Sipker and Admeyer were setting me up and Chris Williams when they gave me that chair. Yeah, that, was, that smoke was right in your face. It wasn't very nice. Uh, number two. Hit in the face with a human foosball during the live newscast. But how about hiring Dallas Clark the next day uh, when my nose was still sore just to catch any any footballs or any type of foosball, soccer balls, anything thrown That's near my face. That's a good hire. You yeah. can catch anything. Yeah, thank you, Dallas. Good luck with the, the winery. And number one, well, it's, it's the no-shoe oh. Sears with two 
fall down strikes on live television. One of the greatest sports moments in the history of television. I don't think that's overstating it. No. And that, uh, that was live in Greenfield. Marcy is in Ellsworth. Marcy, what did you think of the game? Well, hey, what, what more can you say about Iowa? What do you not like about Iowa? You know, they, they come out, they do their best. They didn't look all that great, I will admit, in the first half. But during halftime, their coach must have gave them a good talking to. And they were awesome the second half. They dominated. You know, the last two minutes of the game, you know, they put down 14 points. You know, what's not to like about Iowa? And, you know, no matter if they win or if they lose, you got to be behind your team. It's a good attitude. And, good attitude, Marcy. And, and, and they, they, they did dominate that second half. Iowa State crossed midfield once. That was two yards into Iowa territory. So the Iowa defense completely shut down the Iowa State offense. And once Bethard got into a rhythm, he started to make some big-time plays. Game was still in doubt with a couple of minutes to go. So mm -hmm. I understand some Cyclone fans being defensive about the word dominated. But it was applied to the second half. Yeah. And Iowa did dominate the second half. It was 21 to nothing. And it just it, it and Iowa felt, State never came close to scoring. Yeah, it, it yeah. felt like Iowa was the better team, and Paul Rhodes was searching for answers. So were the players in the locker room. John, you talked to them. They know they were dominated in the second half, and they didn't like it, and they're trying to figure out why. Yeah, and one of the main reasons they, or one of the main things they need to figure out is some semblance of a running game because, it, like I said, it's either find the running game or just go pass. You got to do one or the other. You can't try to be balanced when one isn't working. Let's try Trevor and Ankeny again, see if he's there this time. Hi, Trevor. Hey, Keith. How's it going? Good. What'd you think? Uh, well, you know, I thought, uh, you know, congratulations to Iowa Woo! for uh, getting nice the pass. W. Um, I know it uh, meant a lot to that coaching staff, especially with that nine on the helmet. Um, I will say I don't think the score uh, necessarily uh, uh, really talked about the outcome. Uh, I know, obviously, uh, uh, at the end, Iowa got a lot of uh, turnovers from uh, Iowa State, but uh, I still think that uh, it was a lot closer. I will say it was probably the most uh, exciting Cyhawk series that we've had in a while. Uh, I think the, the entertainment level was a, a lot higher this year. Um, and I love the fact that uh, Kirk Ferentz, uh, I love going for the, the fake field goal. Uh, I know, obviously, he didn't get it, but uh, I love the gutsy play call. Um, I love showing that um, all the cards are on the table to uh, win against the Cyclones. Um, and I just thought it was a great, uh, great win for the Hawkeyes. And I still think the Cyclones uh, played a great defensive game. And I think they're still going to turn some heads this year. I think Iowa State is better than last year. I yep. think it's, it's clear. And I think Iowa is better. And I agree mm -hmm. with Trevor. That, I think that was the most entertaining Cyhawk game since the triple overtime game a few years ago. The Steel Jance game, as some people know it. Thomas and Ames, you got a problem with uh, hearing that Iowa State was dominated in the second half? Thomas? Thomas. Oh, yeah. You, you, don't, think Iowa, you don't think Iowa dominated mm -hmm. Iowa State in the second half of this game? No, I do not. Why not? Uh, well, I think that there was just a couple big plays in there. I would not call it a domination. It was twenty-one say, to it was twenty-one to nothing, and and Iowa had like Iowa State had sixty yards or so mm -hmm. yeah. total offense in the entire second half. Right, right, that's true. But I just I don't know. The Iowa Wilds' new look is revealed next in Face Off Plus. More of your live takes. It is sound off. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face off. A tough week for Hawkeye fans. All sports fans in Iowa. Losing Roy Marble and Tyler Sash. What did you think of Iowa wearing number nine on the side of the helmet? I thought it was perfect. 
Sash had one of his best games against Iowa State, picking off three passes. He loved the Cyhawks yeah. series. I also thought Iowa State showed class by having a moment of silence. And the locker for Sash provided some chills. Oh, it really did. Tyler would love it. I, I wish Tyler would have known how many lives he touched. He lost sight of that, and he often let the haters get to him. Life's too short for that, as he sadly reminded us. Fred Hoiberg made it to both Cyclone football games. Good or bad for Steve Prome? Might make it harder for Prome. Uh, just Fred's presence reminds fans how much they don't want to lose him, but it also shows Fred is what he always says he is. He's a Cyclone. The Iowa Wild will add yes. a third jersey, and it's time for you to reveal it. John, it is red. Woo! It is red. Look Similar at that thing. to the, the Minnesota Wilds red sweater. What do you think? I love it. Should be a hit with Cyclone fans too, right? And yes, and at Christmas. You know, there's some red oh, here. There's good some Christmas green. sweater right there. Team will wear it for the first time October 24th, and then another 10 to 10, 10 to 12 times after that. More importantly, yeah. at the end of the year, the Wild will auction off these jerseys to benefit the American Heart Association. That's nice right job. There. Way yeah. to go, Iowa Wild. Wild fans, you like this? Three jerseys now. You can always email the show, sound off at whotv.com. Uh, quote, more than the win itself, I think I was more impressed with the fact that the Hawkeyes beat a good Cyclone team despite their horrible field position most of the time. They showed some grit out there, and that's from the Candyman in Newton. C.J. Beathard seems to be the real deal, and so does Iowa State's receiving core and Iowa's defense. Iowa State Nailed it with their tribute to Tyler Sash and Roy Marble. Agree. It was also a great game, and the right team won. That's from Shane in Marshalltown. Good letter, Shane. Last night's game should be concerning for ISU fans. The Cyclones wore down in the second half as if they were playing uh, as uh, Oklahoma, Baylor, or TCU. They were playing their in-state rival and should be able to match up toe-to-toe. ISU is in for a long season. Pollard has some thinking to do. That's from Scott in Ottumwa. Let's get to some quick calls here. Uh, 60 seconds sound off. One thought. We'll go to the next person. Mike in Des Moines. What's your thought, Mike? That was a heck of a game. I'm just sick of seeing the fans beat down each other. I mean, they're mediocre teams, even though I'm from Des Moines, but none of us are national title holders, and I'm sick of seeing the smack talk. Thanks. All right, Mike, uh, Terry is in Carroll. Uh, thank you for hosting RVTV, Carroll. Mm -hmm. uh, Terry, what do you think? Uh, uh, Keith, yes. I am a Cyclone fan, mm -hmm. and I was not impressed with the play calling for Iowa State. Um, Mark Mangina was supposed to be a god for us, and everybody knows that, uh, including our opposing teams, that we can't run the ball. So since we are to we supposedly have this terrific, impressive receiving core and a quarterback with three years' experience. Why don't we throw the ball down the field and let the receivers make a play for us? Uh, we never threw it past 15 yards or, or even less, and so the defense can play tight to the line. We never opened up the offense. We're going to have to leave it there, Terry. But you're, To the you're, buzzer. Yeah, you're, uh, you're echoing what, uh, what you said earlier, John. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to make more make plays the switch right now. 75 pass, 25 run. Let's do it at Toledo. Come on. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off send off the Cyhawk video bomber who kept all of us from paying any attention to what Murph was trying to say <laughs> outside Jack Trice Stadium. Apparently, I was the only one who did not notice her. Who is she? Anyone know who this is? 
Sound off at whotv.com or sound off 13 on Twitter or sound off nation on Facebook. Who is this? Jody Whitworth did a good job yeah. of holding it together. Yeah, you'll find a video whotv.com of this video bombing. It's also on uh, my Facebook page. And you also find the new video bomber. Do we know the name of the new video bomber? We don't know, the, we don't know the new one either. Started off the show. Yeah. You'll also find that. Try to give some love to the, to the RBTV stops. Gee. Jumps Nobody paid attention to me. Good night. Brad Hoiberg is still the mayor of Ames. No some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.